0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So today I wanted to talk to you about Katie Smith. Now this story comes to us from the Cosmic Disclosure Program on Gaia. And uh, through Mr. Richard Doty, who was an Air Force Office of Special Investigations Officer... uh, engaged, and recruited Mrs. Katie Smith, who we shall title Professor X. Now, if you're familiar with X-Men and and Professor X, you'll know that Professor X does what? He can communicate. He can communicate with all of the X-Men and find them somewhere on the world. And guess what? Richard Doty and the Air Force Office of Special Investigations found their Professor X and Katie Smith. Now, you're telling you probably asking me, you know, how could they have possibly found her and why would they let her why would she let them find her? However, let's go to the beginning of the Katie Smith story. So Katie Smith, born in Montana. At the age of three, she has engagements and encounters with aliens, okay? Now, she starts to call them her friends, but they're not... she's not seeing them physically. They're always around her, okay? So when we think about that, it could be interdimensional, extra-dimensional, right? Where they're always with her. Or some people might be worried that they, you know, this poor girl's schizophrenic, but we'll get to that. So... She has these events when she's three years old, where she says, "You know, mom and dad, hey, I, I was, I was with my friends." Um, you know, she would, she would go out and on these walks and be gone for a long time. She's like, where, her parents would be like, "Where'd you go?" I was with my friends. She'd go out at night, look up into the evening stars, and with her parents, she could summon down a star to come very, very close to their. Location, and then it would beam off on away, and she, their parents would be like, but "How'd you do that?" Well, they were my friends. So fast forward to when she's ten years old, she's sent off to camp. She goes out with a friend for a walk, and she says, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna go talk to my friends." And the friend, her, the, her human friend, who she's with, is like, "Okay, well, whatever," and. All of a sudden Katie disappears. Okay? She disappears. The human friend that she's with runs back to the camp, freaked out, grabs the camp counselor who's only 20, and says, "Oh my god, Katie disappeared." And they ran back out into the woods and they found her not where she had disappeared, but a little bit farther off. Well, camp counselor brought her to uh to the uh infirmary. They checked her out, everything's fine. Um but they did report it to police. Okay? So keep that in mind. They reported it to the police. Later on, when she's 17, another big event happens. She decides that she wants to join the Air Force. She always wanted to join the Air Force. She thought, you know, it would be cool. It would be fun. It would be interesting. It's something that she wanted to do for a long time. So she joins the U.S. Air Force. She takes the intelligence test. They put her into... U, uh, U.S. Air Force intelligence. They teach her um, is linguistics. Okay, They she goes to the intelligence operation course in Virgin in Virginia. Uh, she goes to Russian language school. She learns that, and they send her to Berlin in the eighties. This is back in the eighties, they send her to West Berlin in Germany to start spying on the Russians who might have might have influence in Germany. Okay, so this is really interesting. Her boss, who was a major, noticed immediately that Katie was different from anyone else. Not just because she, you know, was in intelligence, but she had a different way about her. She seemed to sense things. When they would go out on an operation, she would be able to tell what the Soviets were doing ahead of time. Before they could do that. Before they could do what they were going to do. Their actions, their activities. Um, She was reading their minds. And she was reporting to her officer what was going on. So one day after a big operation where they captured two Soviets, they uh, entered an American-controlled building and uh, they, she was met by um, her superiors. And they said, hey, you did a great job last night. You know, how were you able to be so successful on this mission? And she says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And her and superior officer's like, well, just try me. And he's like, she's like, okay. And she tells him, you know. And he thinks she's bonkers. So he sends her to get a psychological examination to the psych hospital through the military. She goes through all the, all the psych testing. Then she goes to speak to a psychiatrist. Well, guess who the psychiatrist is at that hospital? None other than an Office of Special Investigations for the Air Force Psychologist. Okay? So, she tells her, the the psychiatrist tells her, Hey, I want you to tell me everything. It's confidential what you tell me. So, she tells her everything from the time she was three to the time she was in the military. She says, These beings protect me. They are always with me. They give me information. And they're my friends. And the psychologist says, okay, well, uh, you know, thanks for the interview. Let's move forward. And that interview ended. They cleared her to go back to work, <laughs> back to West Berlin. <laughs> they said she's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with her psychologically, even though they seemed like there was something going on. But jumping ahead, Katie gets discharged from the Air Force. She served her six years. She left, and she got a job in Al- Albuquerque, New Mexico, at a biological research company. And during that time, you know, she's she's out for a walk. uh, Out in, in the desert. <clears throat> and she sees this light coming towards her. This light at, lands right in front of her. These two beings come out. They're in silver spacesuits with silver helmets on. She knows immediately that these are not her friends. She gets a horrible feeling. She starts to turn and run back the other way. As she's running back the other way, these two are closing in on her. As she gets closer to her car, a helicopter comes over the ridge. This helicopter lands, and these two beings basically disappear. She runs to the helicopter. She's like, she's like, these two beings are chasing me. And they're like, you're going to be all right, Katie. And all of a sudden, she's like, how do you know my name? And and (laughs) the crew member said, we know who you are. We've been following you for a long time. And they're like, you're actually lucky we got here when we did. Because those aliens would have eaten you. That's what Dodie says. Office of Special Special Investigations Officer says that Katie would have been eaten by these beings. Eaten. Okay? Eaten, dude. Not abducted, not killed. Eaten how would they know that this makes me think that the military is using the yellow cube for their military experiments and for their missions they know what certain events are going to happen and who they need to monitor they knew they needed to monitor katie because she had these these capabilities she was able to tap into alien uh consciousness and they needed a follower. So I think they used the yellow cube, which can predict with 99% certainty someone's future. So I believe they had precognitive ability on this particular event that she was going to get attacked by these beings. And they sent out a chopper to go get her and pick her up. That's my theory. So when they landed, the ETs left. And Katie's like, well, what what happens now? Like, well, what do I do? <laughs> like... How how am I gonna you know survive? These things are gonna come after me. And the crew member said, "You're gonna leave. You know we're gonna leave. We're gonna get you in the vehicle. Th- those beings are gonna leave." And a couple days later, OSI agents come to her door, and one of them is none other than Richard Doty, who's telling us the story. So he knows exactly about Katie and what what she's capable of and how she was able to operate. He said they followed her from the time she joined ROTC early on in her college career. We didn't know, you know, h- how she was different, but they knew that she had abilities that were beyond human capability. You know, for example, to be able to tell, you know, what's going on with, with enemies, what's going on with certain individuals, that she was communicating with, with entities. Um, so this was before DNA testing. However, he, said, he states that's important, so we'll get to that in a second. And he says the government had other methods to determine if a human and an ET had a connection, and so that's really interesting. Not just DNA, but they had another way. He can't he can't release it, but he says they had another way of figuring it out. They were able to track and follow her, and <clears throat> when she got out of the service, they continued to follow follow her, you know, life and see what was going to happen, see if she was going to come in contact. And um, <laughs> Dodie says we just knew where you were going to be. And uh, and we knew that you were going to be in trouble. And she says, okay. Um, but she stated that, you know, these, these friends that she had did not want to engage with the OSI. Which is interesting. After their initial interview with her, you know, they wanted her to show them that these things were real. That they could present themselves. They could, you know, prove that they were real. They wouldn't do it. She went into a trance. And, uh, had her eyes roll back, her eyelids roll back, and she was completely frozen for 30 to 40 seconds. And she stated that, um, she communicated with her alien friends, they did not want to communicate with them, they had hostile thoughts in their minds. That The humans, the OSI agents, had hostile thoughts in their minds, they did not want to communicate with them. Uh, so that's really interesting. Um. So as as that goes on, as they go on, you know, they they say, "Hey, you know what? We know you have a job, and we know you liked being in the Air Force. We can get you into another area of intelligence, which would be with the Office of Special Investigations." Um, and she immediately jumps on. She's like, "Yeah, I'm 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 down with it. I'll get into it." So they hire her as a contractor. So initially starts off as part time, and then and then eventually becomes full time. So, she starts to work on these missions. And <laughs> Emory's like, well, what were the missions? What exactly were the missions? And he says, well, let me tell you. We had her find people that were like her. And who is that? Professor X. Right? So... How do they know she's capable of this, right? Well, they subjected her some to some different blood work, bl- different tests, and that piqued her interest. She said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm okay with it." She cooperated, and so they did the test, and they found out that during the test, along with psychologists and and scientists, that the readings that they took helped determine patterns of behavior. Patterns of thought that allowed them to compare those to humans, and we—they found out that the person that they had, Katie, was not human. Actually, she was actually some sort of human hybrid. Her brain activity far exceeded anyone else on the planet that it, they had tested. She was part ET, part human. When he, when Doty confronted her with that. She said, yeah, they've told me that they've been with me all my life, and that I was probably one of them. She just assumed that she was one of them, which is really interesting. She said that somehow they put me in this body. She told them something quite fascinating, uh, that sometimes I feel very uncomfortable in this body. Isn't that interesting? It's almost as if they did that liquid consciousness that they that Randy Kramer was talking about, where they can take your consciousness, it's liquid, quantum liquid, and pour it into another body. Doty asked her about her past life experiences. Did he, Did she remember those? And she stated that she had multiple dreams where she was on another planet with these beings that lived in huts that looked like gray aliens. And she stated that she was human in these dreams and that she was the only one. And she felt... Like that was her home, but she was still human. And so she felt very awkward being here on the planet. And so that's, that's why they, you know, they were able to confirm through blood tests through brain activity and, and many other um, testing that she actually was part ET, part human. So Dodie pitches her and he says, Hey, we want you to become part of this team. Let's do this, and she's like, "Yeah," and she, and he's like, "You feel comfortable with this? Your your friends feel comfortable with this?" Oh yeah, that's fine. So you know, it's a it's a win win for the 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 gray entities or whoever she's with because they get access to all the details that OSI has. It's it's a no brainer, right? So he he tells her, "Hey, we want you to go out and we want you to find people like you." One of the first operations that they had was to find two people, a male and female, wherever they could go. So he says, uh, <laughs> he says, let's go out. And he says, I want you to find the ones that are maybe under control of extraterrestrial influence, like you. And she said, oh, of course, they're all around me. I can, we can find them, no problem. He says, in a matter of two hours, they were able to locate multiple people. They went to a mall, a Coronado Mall in Albuquerque, and she pointed out people in the mall who were, who were interfacing with aliens. Uh, so multiple agents tracked these individuals down, interviewed them, asked them questions, asked them wh- who they were. Were they, you know, were they actually human? You know, were they, did they have an ID? Where did they live? What's their backstory? Because what they wanted to find out the ultimate reason they wanted to do this was to find out if these people were interacting with these greys who didn't seem to be hostile, or if they were interacting with hostile aliens that the OSI office was aware of. Because if they did, if they were, they were going to take them in. They were going to take them in because they know how to deal with these hostile aliens. And what's interesting is, is that Katie... The way they view Katie is that she is an alien in the human body. That's how she's explained her situation. So these other species could potentially be in a human body, look very human, but they are they would actually have the soul of the ETs inside of the human body. Now, Emery Smith asks, hey, is it possible that these human, human, the aliens inside human bodies would look different somehow. And Dodie did say that there's some differences, not many, but some. Um, for Katie, she didn't have anything on the outside. It was all, it was like internal organ stuff. Um, but other people, they, they might have some sort of deformity that would be more apparent. So I found that really fascinating because a lot of times you get these weird, creepy vibes from people, and I'm not saying that it's not that they're not human, but you might get a weird vibe from somebody because not because they're a weird human, but because they're a weird alien. And uh, I've often thought that my ex would be a an alien, with how hostile she was. I think she could have been a hostile alien, uh, but later on they developed DNA tests for uh, testing people. And they did the test on Katie later on, and, and all the other individuals that she found, and they did tests on all, on all of them to see who who was legit, who wasn't, and they came up with twelve, uh, just at the time, just in an, in the OSI office. Okay, this is just the OSI office. So he stated, "We tested them, and lo and behold, Katie had the alien DNA, and it, it was legit." So he kind of wraps up his story there. But he states that Katie still is alive and well in uh, New Mexico, still working for the Office of Special Investigations for the Air Force uh, He said that uh, she's still helping uh, she's still doing well um and you know he kind of goes on to that that story about how he wanted to really communicate with these aliens and have them present and show up in a in a secure building, but they wouldn't do it, because uh, they didn't want to show themselves, or p- potentially cause themselves problems, so they they let it go, but he did ask about humanity, he asked about whether or not, you know, humanity was safe, and she said yes, and he asked him, he asked her, were these aliens guardian angels, and she made it a very definitive, no, they are not angels, so it made him think, and he, he he's kind of kicking himself now, he's like, why didn't I ask her about angels? Because because he wasn't really interested particularly in angels. He just wanted to kind of rule it out. But he's like, I should have asked her if there were angels. Um, but the way that she gave out that answer made him think that there were angels out there. Because she was very definitive about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really, you know, kind of... Kind of the story that he gives, you know, wrapping it up in, in 20 minutes here. Um, but, yeah, it's a fascinating story. Uh, I think that episode's like 40 minutes long. So, um, yeah, check it out if you want. But, yeah, very fascinating stuff. So, I, I like Dodie. I think he's an interesting dude, and I think he's legit. Um, and they they do their, their due diligence with Gaia. You know, they check people out. They make sure that they're legit. Um, so, what do you think about this Katie story? Could, was she Professor X? She was clearly able to identify multiple people, not just one or two, but she identified at least 12. That's just what we know of. That's just what Dodie's telling us. Maybe there's some more classified info. Maybe they found more. Maybe he's just saying they found 12 that day. Um, but it goes to show you that there are special individuals out there, maybe not human, 100%, but they can they can tell whether or not these individuals are are, are human or not. And they can find these, these individuals with these special abilities and point them out to, the, to our government so that we can do our due diligence on them and test them out. And basically, if you think about it, it's kind of like the Men in Black where they they basically tracked all the aliens that were on the planet at any given time. And that's kind of like what Katie was doing for them. She was showing them so they could track them and see what they, which species they were involved with. Really fascinating stuff. So I'm going to let you go. I'm, I got a few more things to wrap up, so I hope you guys have a great night. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Think about it. Chew on it for a bit. Um, take care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. down Universe, out.